Hello, and welcome to Teaching Us for the Bold. I'm Lydia. And I'm Nikki. Today we are bringing you another episode of Warm Fuzzies, where we share your stories that bring joy to your hearts. So we're going to start. I'm going to do the first one today, and this one comes from Mary in Montana. It's a longer one, y'all, so buckle up. Um, She says this, Little House on the Prairie isn't what it used to be. 16 years ago, I entered a classroom filled with mostly young men that looked at me like, seriously, lady, what are you going to teach us? (laughs) At that point, I was wondering myself. I was born and raised in the San Francisco Bay Area. And when starting high school, we moved to the middle of nowhere in Northern California. Going from the city to the boonies taught me a lot. And I had to wonder if that experience would help me right now. The school had less than 300 students, K to 12, nestled in the middle of the prairies in northeast Montana. Surrounded by flat land, you could see for miles and not much entertainment. I searched every night for some inspiration, a nugget I could inspire them with, or at least get them to engage. To no avail, I kept trying. One day they were all really tired in class, which meant no urge to engage in anything. I listened as they would make comments about what they had done the night before and try to put the pieces together. In time, it became much, or I became much wiser. When they were slow to engage, I would make comments such as, well, maybe if you weren't driving around until all hours of the night and actually slept, you wouldn't be so tired. This went on for about a week or two and they started to engage. At first, grilling me, trying to find out how I knew that they were doing, (laughs) how I knew what they were doing each night. One afternoon, I seemed to hit a nerve when I commented with a little more detail that really caught their attention. They asked if I was driving out to where they lived, if I knew people out there, etc., and were just frustrated by my sudden enlightenment into their activities. They came, then came the question, Mrs. Mack, do you have MySpace? I replied, what? MySpace? Yeah, I have MySpace most of the time behind the desk, and when I get home, it's my craft room. (laughs) (laughs) Jokes. Love it. it. (laughs) Shaking their heads, they would continue to talk about it as they were engaging. Hitting close to home, the questions started coming again, and I tried to duck them as they came flying. As I added more and more details about their activities the previous night, one finally said, you have to have my space. How else would you know that? Smiling, making the connection with these students living in the vast area of prairies, they got me. Well, if you wouldn't post what you were doing all over the internet, no one would know. As we laughed and discussed it, someone said, we didn't think old people would find it or be on it. She says, old people, (laughs) I was barely in my 30s. Looking back at that moment, I had actually felt a bit younger knowing I was able to find something hip and make a connection with these teenagers. I also laugh as we have no idea just how much this new social media outlet would grow and be part of all of our lives. If someone would have told me that soon I would have to be monitoring cordless phones in their hands that they would Mm. instantly share with the world, what was going on that very second, I would have looked at them like, seriously, what are you trying to say? (laughs) (laughs) From that moment on, we were able to build relationships that lasted even after they graduated two years later. First of all, I take offense to the old people comment because I am weeks away from turning 30. Okay. Calm down with that. Okay. Okay. As someone on the other side of 30 is still definitely not old. Right. Rude. (laughs) And I just love how that made me think of like my MySpace page and like the nostalgia. your background. Yeah. Like it just brought so many things. I the actually music don't that think... would play when people would come to your page. All I don't things. think I ever had a MySpace. I think it was oh like that happened right before I got on socials. 
I think oh, my first ever social was um, Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, probably. So, I mean, things, yeah. things transitioned really quickly there. Once social like, media came to be, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I had a Zanga and then I had MySpace and then Facebook and then, yeah. I feel like maybe I had a Zanga, but I, I, don't, I don't remember what was different. I don't know. My mom was very strict too, so – yeah. It was a big deal to have Facebook. But you remember Facebook? You had to be like Invited. associated with like an academic institution, whether yeah. it was a high school. And my high school didn't exist on Facebook. So we all said we went oh, to Abilene, dang. Kansas. <laughs> it was so weird. But anyway. That's amazing. Last from our past. That was a really right. cute story. Thank you for sharing, yes. Mary. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Mary. Mary, I would love to see a screenshot of your MySpace page from back in the I, day. I require it. Send it in. <laughs> Send it in. Uh, all right. This story comes from Kelly up in Illinois. I teach students with autism at the junior high level in the Midwest, so I definitely have to get creative with how I teach. One week we were learning about the Iditarod race and one of my students loves the song Apple Bottom Jeans. Who doesn't love that song? Who doesn't? Let's be very clear. Um, I decided to switch out some of the lyrics to fit around dog racing. It started with, oh, do I have to sing this, Kelly? (laughs) (laughs) I did a rod race, dogs with the fur. (laughs) The whole crowd was cheering for them. Next thing you know. You're hitting the slopes going fast, 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 fast. (laughs) It gave us all a good laugh and the students still belt it out every now and then. It's why I do what I do, even when it can be embarrassing. Well, I was just embarrassed on your behalf, (laughs) Kelly. So um, thank you for that. This one comes from Wooler KD. It says, I began teaching kinder, but moved to third after two years. Once my kinder babies were in second grade, one girl really wanted me the next year. She was in our latchkey program, so she made a bunch of paper signs asking to be in my class the following year. Then she went to the corner of the cafeteria and sat down and held the signs up to the camera, just waiting for the principal to see. It made my heart melt. She didn't get to be in my class, unfortunately, but we have remained close as I've watched her grow since then. She's going to sixth grade next year. Oh. That's so That's sweet. Really sweet. Yeah. That's super <laughs> so sweet. Heartwarming and endearing. That's adorable. It, sure it is. And what a testament to the teacher that a student wants mm-hmm. to be in your class so badly. So that's beautiful. Do you remember in like elementary school when you would have to like wait to figure out who your teacher yes. was and like you had the one you wanted and the one yes. you didn't? Oh, <laughs> that man. was such a big deal. It was such a, I get like can very clearly picture like the hallway in the schools, like, Mm-hmm. I think at one point you would go up and like see your name on the list. I can't remember yes. what happened as I got older, but yeah, I remember. It's a big deal. And I do remember like getting a, a teacher and being like, oh, I really didn't want her. And she turned out to be one of my favorite great. teachers. Ever. They were all great. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Like yep. people, people can surprise you. All right. So this one comes from Mrs. Preston. I teach pre-K. Oh, the little littles. The littles. One year, a little boy kept calling me teacher. He never would call me Mrs. Preston. So one day I sat down beside him and said, okay, what's my name? He had a surprised look on his face and his mouth dropped open. His eyes were huge. He replied, you don't know your name? I kept a straight face and said, yes, honey, I do. But do you? He said, yes, you're Mrs. Preston, my teacher. (laughs) 
That is so sweet. God, kids are funny. Oh, I love it. You don't it's know a- your name? The cutest. The I could never do it. I could never, but thank goodness there are people like Mrs. Preston right? who can. Amen. Um, this next one also comes from Mrs. Preston, and it sounds like um, just another silly from her pre-K days. But she said, while shooting basketball with my pre-K students, I kept missing the goal. I was getting a little frustrated, and a little girl came up to me, put her arm around me, and said, you can do it, Miss Preston. I believe in you. Made my day, and guess what? I made the next shot. <laughs> oh, it's so cute. But, I just picture... Like I just got goosebumps and I'm yes. like, I don't know why, but it's but like the sweet little, just, uh, you know, reckless abandon and wild wonder of children who are like, yeah. my belief in you will make it every yes. all okay. And it's just all so you- pure and amazing. <laughs> and yeah, I love all it. All you have to do is believe in yourself and yes. you can do anything. Yes. I love it. So we cute. should all have that attitude for much longer in our lives. All right. So this one comes from Anna Beth. And she says, I was pregnant for most of this school year, and my students said the sweetest things. One of my favorites, a first grader came up to me, came up to where I was seated, patted me on the shoulder and said, I'm proud of you for being a mother. I bet you're going to teach your kid a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) And she probably wasn't wrong. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure that they were spot on. That is so cute. Oh my gosh. I feel like most teachers know, especially elementary teachers, but maybe even high school teachers know when they're teaching a teacher's kid, if that makes sense. Yeah. You always know. You know, I feel, I mean, is it kind of like a preacher's kid though? Do they go like one way or the other? Like, are they either the best students or are they like, no, I have to deal with this every single day. Right. Yes. Yes. No. Send us your stories if you're a um, teacher who was a teacher's kid. Oh, well, your your mom's a teacher, Nikki, but she wasn't a teacher while you were growing. Yeah. So that's not a good one. I became one. I mean, she did work in my high school, but we're not going to count it. (laughs) It's (laughs) not the same. It's not the same. All right. Well, thank you, everyone who shared stories. These always bring a lot of joy to our hearts, and we hope that they bring joy to your hearts as well. If you have a story to share, you can um, send it into our email at hello at com, or send us a message on social, share it on our social media pages, and we will include it. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and follow us on social media. As always, be bold. And remember, you are more than a teacher. Oh, 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 oh,